What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome back to, to uh, the first episode of 2024. Coming to you live from the Uncle Steve Shake Studios in Santa Bonstead, New Hampshire. I hope you all had a great Christmas and holiday season. Had a great New Year. But it's January 1st. It's Monday night at 8 o'clock Eastern. And it is back to business, y'all. So here we go. We got a hell of a show. We're kicking the door in tonight. Ooh, baby, I got I got a special co-host this evening. You might know him as Daddy Dutch. Kent, how are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. You know, appreciate I, I, you jumping in here. I have to say you made my day uh, yesterday with that little video clip you sent me. So if a certain someone's watching, I hope I hope she's doing okay today. Well, look, oh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Pereira, what's up? There's my wife, Mrs. Mags. Uncle Steve, what's happening? Judge, what's going on? All right, boys. So, like I said, brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake from the Uncle Steve Shake Studio. So let's kick the door in of 2024 with the man, our barbecue brother, Mr. Aaron Leslie of Texas Oil Dust. Aaron, what's up, brother? What's up, bitches? How y'all doing today? <laughs> there, there it is. is. Don't there have that old excitement there. You know, everybody's been under the weather, so it's been kind of trying to get our, our heads on our shoulders of that. Yep, yep. Uh, Chef Johnny, what's happening? Quentin Nelson, Tom, what's going on? Ah. Uh, so you've been a little little down and out there? Man, a little down and out, man. It's uh I'm pretty sure it's all floating around everywhere, but uh yeah, it's been been pretty uh been pretty intense, but uh, you know, we, we muscle through it, push and do our thing every day. So you feel bad, you get up, you go to work and go home and sleep for twelve hours. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. I I had I came down with something was it the week of Christmas or the week? I think the week bef just before Christmas. And it was like, holy hell, what is this? And, and, you know, I still got the remnants of it with the cough and crap. It just, oh, it yeah. just has the hold of year. It just won't let go. But that, that's hey, me. It is. Randy, what's happening? So, all right. Mad Max, what's happening? So, Aaron, how was your 2023, brother? <clears throat> tell you what man it's a good year um there's a lot of things going on and you know a lot of you can see a lot of things happening <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> the um you know 2023 i think is you know it's proven to be a lot of a lot of ups and downs for a lot of people um but i think at the end of the year it was it was a good year it was a hard year you know trying to you know, trying to chase those qualifiers for the Jack, you know, and, and uh, we only got six bums. We didn't get seven. So uh, that was kind of a letdown to a point that you just ran out of time trying to make it happen. And, uh, you know, the year the year grew on and, and uh, you know, sales were good. Uh, people getting into the barbecue side. I know inflation's up. You know, costs are high for a lot of people and they can't afford a lot of things and traveling and gas. But, um, you know, if you can just kind of kind of push through and, 
and uh, keep some of those those good winning streaks happening. You know, it allows you to cook the next one. And met a lot of great people and a lot of new, uh, not a new friends. And and uh, we've had a lot of good Texas tours and across the state. You know, the Royal and um, I mean, it's just it's been a good year. You know, and and I mean, it's been but it's been a solid year. It's been smooth. Um, and I'm I'm kind of looking forward to 24. You know, new things, new beginnings. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, just before it, we before we go off on a tangent, the, there's one competition and one event that I definitely <coughs> want to talk about. How did everything go with cooking for cowboy? cowboy? Good, good. They raised a lot of good money. Um, I think we ended up with about twenty-one or twenty-two thousand total donations from my grandson. Um, and uh, you know the event was the event was success. We had sixty three teams that showed up, and um, it was uh, it was just a good a good field of a lot of great cooks and a lot of good barbecue family supporters. So um, you know he was able to uh, get to Pennsylvania about three weeks after that, maybe a month after that. Um, got some got some much uh, needed um, rehab time, and and they got him on a good program starting forward. He's moving his hands, and he's able to stretch his legs out and. Uh, you know, it's amazing Botox, you know, Botox does a lot of things, the same little injectable liquid, right? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. the people that ladies put in their lips or, you know, people doing their faces or whatever. It's amazing what Botox was meant for and what it does for other situations. And so my grandson's getting uh, uh, Botox injections um, and there's a medicine that they kind of have more, not a shot. I think I, it might be, it might be oral. I, I can't remember for sure, but um and that's helping him not cramp up and it's allowing him to stretch his arms out and his legs and he'll lay on the floor stretch his arms and he'll goo and giggle and and he'll make noises so he's he's very responsive to that and that's been going on the last couple of months so um you know we got him some walkers where he can stand up and he can actually kind of move himself around and, and wheel around a little bit so he's he's getting some muscle memory kind of going on and i think it's going to get better with time oh that's great news that's great news i'll uh a little, little, little brown water toast little to brown that. Water toast. Amen, to that. brother. Oh, by the way, Mr. McGuire, nice cup. Where did you come up with the idea for a red solo cup? Oh, you like oh, that my gosh. shit? Look at that. That's a like uh, that, that's a good you? song. That's a good cup. I got I got two bags, man. I got the I got the solo cups in my trader, and I have the hefties, the knockoffs, right? And, and when you come and you need a drink, you get the knockoffs. No one really paid attention except the people who know that's my walk-up song. So, but then I bring them solo cups out just for, for the competition, you know, and, and uh, can't give out the good stuff, you know. Sometimes solo cups are hard to find. That's right. Dutchman's having an issue finding them today. Yeah, they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely hard. Even our HEBs here in Texas don't really carry the solo cups. You got to go to Walmart or... Uh, you gotta get their brand of it, you know, and everybody makes a hard time, make gives me a hard time about it. Oh man, we're just solo cup. I can't believe you're doing a cheap knockoff. No, that's just for you guys. I get the real deal. <laughs> I actually told Johnny about it ahead of time. I was looking around the house for one tonight, and I said, Yeah, I need I was trying to find a red solo cup. And Johnny's like, What? I said, Well, that's that's Aaron's walk-up song. <laughs> he goes, well, I got that Uncle Steve's red solo cup. I there you know. go. There you go. I had a friend of mine give me a Tim Cockendall gave me a uh, an extra large hard plastic solo cup with a snap on lid and a long straw. 
So I, I wouldn't have to go back for many refills. I said, the problem is the bigger the glass, the more I drink. And the more I drink, you know, it just it, it catches up with you too fast. So I got to keep them in the in the 16-ounce glasses, man. We got we to keep them in the smaller stuff. But, yeah, um, absolutely. You don't, you don't want to walk away and leave the lid to a drum opener or something. No, you sure don't want to do that. Uh, that that's detrimental. Uh, you know, it's um, people still ask this day, man. Did you paint it like that? Dang right, I did. That's that's a special that's a special custom job, man. It takes the right time at the right moment to do that. So, uh, I've been I've been guilty of that myself. I did it in Ottawa last year. I left one wide open uh, after cooking pork on it and a little had a little grease fire and had about two and a half foot flame shooting out the top of that drum. You know, I didn't think it would get any worse until my son-in-law has one of my other drums. I have about 13 of them. And he, so he has one in his house, and it's black. Um, it's got a sticker on the back, you know, and so it's got the logo on the back. And, and I went and saw it. I went uh, day before Christmas. I went there and said, hey, man, I said, that drum sure looks really good. And it, it, the lid is black on the top. The intake is black. But the whole can, the whole can is not black. It's rust. It's he's he completely torched the powder coat right off of it. I mean, a hundred percent around the side. It's, it's as I said, it's a it's a solid rusted drum, black lid, and then about two inches on the intake where it comes out. It's 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 black and that's it. Everything else is rusted. So I didn't think it'd get much worse until I seen that one. And uh, he kind of he didn't he he just said he kind of got it on fire. I didn't really realize it until I went over there and I saw how bad it was. So um, I got a couple of the match. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to uh, figure out the heat. That had to be close to a thousand degrees coming. Oh out. no, it's it, it, it'd be more than that. You're probably because you know you got to figure the grease in the bottom plus uh, the charcoal. You probably pushing fourteen hundred. Open oh. flame, you know. I mean, you're 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 up there. I mean, that powder coat burns at four hundred, but that doesn't mean the gauge is four hundred. That just means that the, they'll bake it in the oven at four hundred degrees. So. If you ever shot your can and you're running, say, say you're running 500 on the on the gauge, you may only be like 325 or 350 on the side of the can. I mean, you don't you have to just check your temperatures, but uh, yeah, it was torching. It was thousand plus easy. So, Oops. Yeah. solid grease flames, you know. That's all right. Yeah. That's just character. That's a, that's a life learned lesson, man. You can always repaint them. You, you know, you can you can do something else to it. So, yeah, what the hell. What did I just do? There it is. Tim Tim Rogers, custom patina. Custom patina. She has a story to tell. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, Efren, <clears throat> what's happening? Corby Simpkins, what's going on? Stephen Peacock, thank you for tuning in. All the way from Saginaw, Texas. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So the cook-off went good. 23 was a, you know, successful year for you. So here comes 2024. What's the what's the big plans right out the gate? Ah, uh, just stay tuned, man. No, um, <laughs> you know, there's a uh, man. We got some things in the works that we've been we've been kind of working on some stuff that um, obviously you know competition is 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 competition. Um, you know, we when once you get into a, I think once you get into a medium of competing that you're doing forty plus a year. Um, even some guys at 30, I think when you start hitting 40 plus a year, it, it consumes your time. Right. So I think it becomes very addictive and you get to where like, you know, I think Phil made a post of the day, like 21 or something days, you know, we've been three weeks without a competition and, um, you know, and it's true. I mean, this is the longest span 
in the last year besides my back surgery that that I've been without competing. So you're kind of starting to fall in. So you kind of think, well, what else is there out there? And so as you talk about things and as you look at stuff, you know, you kind of want to move into a different realm a little bit. Um, I think if you start to have like some videos, we've been working on videos for a while now. We've been doing some editing. We've got um, we got some stuff that will release kind of in sporadic moments at a certain time this year, right? So um, so we'll get our YouTube channel up and going a little bit better. Uh, we've been working on that for about the last three or four months. Um, and uh, doing some stuff behind the scenes. But I, I'm not talking about big cooks. You know, this is small things, things that, you know, life lessons, you know, like, man, how to make cream gravy. You know, to be honest, if you ask that question, they I mean, can you make gravy? No, I've never made it before. Well, let me show you. And so little things that you're doing, you know, that kind of helps the normal guy at the house um, or gal, you know, whoever's watching. Um, we'll do some more traveling this year. We'll do we'll do some out of state, uh, out of country traveling, um, you know, different distributions and, and different companies. You, can, you know, kind of going to see what those guys are. So you're putting that list together, you know, that travel time. Um, a little bit more of a presence on the on the social media as far as like the YouTube and and uh, your videos and your how tos and uh, so forth and so they'll be kind of going on. There's been new products, you know, that, that we release at, at a time that it's um, it that the time seems fit to to release it, right? Because you can't put you just can't keep jumping products out there unless there's a good reason to have it or at the same time you're trying to build that skew up, but. Um, you want to prove it, you know, I mean, there's a few things that we just released this year. We've been running for three, four years. I mean, it just, it just wasn't the right time to kind of put some things out there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man, well, you know, it's, it's January the 1st and we'll see, we'll see where the year takes us, but I can say that we'll be doing, we'll, we'll get our YouTube channel and, and our social media presence up a little bit more. Um, I finally have some, and some stuff that we can kind of put those uh, videos and stuff together that we've been filming to kind of edit, right. I'm not very good at editing, um, I don't have the time in the day, you know, I've got a 16 hour day that's pretty booked up. So I don't get to sit there and, and work on that stuff. So having to try to find the right people that can help, you know, kind of help in the background like that a little bit, it's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, just, just, you know, get back to the Jack and, and, uh, work on those, those, uh, those qualifying runs, you know, get that number seven bung and, and, uh, take a breath and, you know, and not have to work so hard to try to get there, hopefully. So, um, yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see what kind of what it kind of brings as the as the future days come up. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Jared, what's up, Big Rome? What's happening? I saw. I think I saw Leppin there. And uh, so, yeah, we got a we got we got a whole crew today. Whole crew. We're good. We're good. <clears throat> but uh, how how is everything going at the restaurant? You had an incredible picture out yesterday on uh on a batch of sausage yeah damn it boy was that looking good well i, I ate that link that i snapped in that photo i'm gonna tell you what it squirted oh my gosh man there, there's nothing better than a hot fresh link of sausage that you that you made that you know that you put together by yourself i mean you know and it, it's taking a trial i mean a shout out to bill dumas you know at the uh, sausage sensei there john brotherton's i mean that guy i took i took a private uh sausage class of him last summer and uh, you know we've been making sausage for two or three years, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a commercial restaurant environment piece of you know a link, right? I mean, in barbecue, I think barbecue um, has gotten to where everybody kind of has the same similar profile. Like brisket's kind of close, uh, ribs get kind of close, and so I think, but sausage and your sides kind of set those things out. So 
um, you start looking at uh, what um, you know what's going to set you know this barbecue establishment against you know against another one you know and and trying to make the the Texas monthly you know Daniel Vaughn um, mm-hmm. you know he's been out a few times this year and and uh, you know we made the Texas top twenty five um, back in uh, back in August and um you know that was a big thing again you know i mean getting getting those shout outs and getting those articles like that but it's a goal right i had i think i told you i had two goals the last time we talked and it was to mm-hmm. make the texas the texas monthly you know the top 50 and it was to go to jack well we made the texas top 25 and i fell short one bump so that's a pretty i feel that i still reached my goal whether i didn't make it to tennessee or not um the restaurant itself and, and john scarber here at middle meat company uh you know those are those are recognitions that, you know, that he gets to hang his hat on and and uh, we all work hard here, you know, to make that happen. So uh, the restaurant is, is man, it's, it's been busy. Uh, it's, it's extremely busy. Um, we don't, we're maxed out to a point uh, between, you know, your, your normal barbecue and, and your, your caterings and the amount of capacity. And so there's some things in the works there, you know, to kind of move and, and uh, get bigger. But, um, you know, the restaurant itself is, is running. It's a good, it's a good fine machine. And everybody here is, we got a great, great establishment full of people and um you know we're just cranking out the, the sausage we brought back on uh, I, I was making it i think probably about february you know i had to stop making it we just i just didn't have enough time it was just we were just busy so uh middle meat company has their own waggy beef sausage that, that they've got like four or five different flavors and so we were we were just using that instead uh this about uh, two months ago three months ago went back to making sausage again where the time's schedule opened up so that kind of brings you back full full circle where you not only do you have you know you're you're doing your meats you have an in-house link and so um if you can make a good batch of sausage man you know the the customers will rave about it and and, you know the word will spread and you'll just kind of get known for that just like a lot of other establishments are so um it's a you know the, the the restaurant is going good um between that and competing in the texas oil dust line it's it's a full time it's a full-time gig. I'm getting gray hairs that I shouldn't have. <laughs> As you can see, I mean, I, I mean, I'm really, it's really getting there. You know, it's, uh, I'm about to get a haircut. My, my haircut lady's probably missing me because you know, November, December is pretty busy. Absolutely. Dutch, I saw the pen. What's up? Nothing. I saw you just. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's usually a, hey, I have a comment. Well, it is. It is. So go ahead. <laughs> All right, Aaron, speaking of the Jack, okay, we all know the one guy who made it uh, with seven bungs this year. Um, his name will remain nameless. Um, so how many How many other guys do you know that had six other than you? I think I'm the only one that had six. I, I, I don't, don't, I mean, don't quote me on that. Um, I know a lot of guys had five. Um, but I, I mean, and I could be wrong, you know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, if there was anybody else um it could have been chris webb it could have been you know i mean brad might have gotten six i i really don't have a clue um i think you know just just watching one of the podcasts one day i think it was uh everybody was spitting off five so i may be the only one that had six and i'll take that that's a win in my book you know that, that's a hard six to earn it is it is and you know seven i think you know everybody knows why they use the number seven but you know, to, to get seven of them in a calendar year, that's that's still a hell of a, a year. And and how many how many RGCs did you have this past year to go along with them six? Uh, well, I mean reserves. I think I was at uh, twelve. 
Yeah, a couple points here, a couple points there. And yeah. You know, I think I was at 12 reserves. I might have been 10 reserves and 12 or 14 grand. So I was like 20 or 24 reserves and grands out of 54 this year. So, I mean, that's uh, – I mean, but, you know, as you said, it's like we only get six qualifiers out of, say, you know, say 12 or 14 grands. I mean, that's uh, – um, that just goes to show you, like, you know, and, it, and it, it's not – it's not that – it's not the number, right? It's 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 that you went there, and you know it might have been that you know you went to a contest, and it was a state championship. They only had forty eight teams, you know, and you won it with forty eight teams, not fifty. Or uh, it could have been you needed twenty five, and you only had twenty four. Or you tried to scrounge a team up, you know, to get somebody to come out and cook. I mean, there's all kinds of stipulations and all kinds of things that happen there. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, you know, if if you're chasing something and your heart is in it and your mind is in it and you are on locked on schedule to where, you know, you're really, you're really focused. Um, man, it becomes such clockwork that, that you miss one weekend and, and it'll throw your whole game off sometimes. So it's, um, you know, you have to, you have to continuously beat the path and make that work. But to be able to say for Bill, you know, to get seven, that's an awesome, I've qualified twice. So I have two autos. Um, and so, I mean, you know, to be able to know that, hey, I, I did earn my spot to the Jack. I, I won two auto events. Um, and then to, to know that I fell short one, I mean, I'll take it. You know, I mean, you know, it just makes you work harder for the next season. And uh, as soon as the season August 1st came in, we banged out two real quick. And um, and then, of course, got into the winter bunch, you know, and then it just became tougher. And which, of course, put you to where, you know, when you when you're chasing something, you don't realize the where you end up at. And that put us higher up in the in the standings for CBA. So ended up being third overall with CBA. And I was I was, you know, I wasn't expecting that. I, I wasn't paying attention to that part of it. Um, but, uh, you know, the little things here and there just kind of kind of trickle in with that with that hard, you know, that hard work and effort you put in. Yeah. The last time I talked to Chris, I know he told me he had five. OK. So, but I haven't I haven't uh, talked to him for a little bit now. But. Yeah, I think it was five because I mean he was at World Food this this year in Dallas. Um, uh, he was right next to me at World Food. We hung out and talked, and and uh, we were just talking about you know how you just you get going on that roll, and all of a sudden it's like hit that wall, and um, you know there's just you know you're just trying to you're just trying to pull it out, but sometimes it's just you're working too hard. Um, you have to you have to sound and give a shit and then when you do that then you have to feel it and you have to i mean you have nothing to lose right so you just you have to just quit quit caring so much and just go out there and do your thing and put that part of the past mm -hmm. now i i know it'll be a bit of a haul but aaron come on up to new england we got a couple jack autos jack you have more than one jack auto in new england oh yeah we got. You can't. You know, there's only an auto is just a, only has one contest for that state. Right, but yeah, New England, but New England we got the five states, states within. Oh well, I'm sorry, man. Be, that 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 makes us like an idiot. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, with like if you're in Massachusetts, you can be in all five states within like 45 minutes between okay. New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Oh man, we got a lot of friends. I got we got a lot of people up there. I mean. You know, if I can find someone that's got some equipment, I'll I'll make the trip. You know, hey, I don't know how if you, if you're still doing if you're strictly drums or uh, or if you do offsets. I got a I got a beautiful competition pit sitting in that driveway right now from old backline fabrication oh. Ryan Newland out of Austin. 
I tell you, Ryan builds a hell of a pit. You know, I've uh, seen a lot of his work, and and uh, it, it'll cook just as good as anything out there. So, if uh, if I can make that happen, man, it's a quick flight. I'll ship my meats up there. We'll. I I, I mean, I, I want to go. I want to travel. I want to fly some places. You know, and um, you know, and, and and get out there and do that. You know, and, and go see some things, meet some people. But I mean, I would love to chase those ones that are just like that. You know, I think if we can. Uh, if we can make that, we can swing that a little bit. I'd love to. I'd love to try to make that happen. I think uh, yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of Hunsaker drums up there, isn't there, Johnny? <coughs> Some. I know. If, I if, if, if you can put a piece of meat on it, I'll cook on it. I don't care. There you go. There you go. You see Aaron out there with four Weber kettles slinging some Q. Hey. You know, I haven't cooked on a Weber in probably 15, 20 years. Uh, I've never owned a Weber. Uh, there was one at a house that I used to stay in that was there. We cooked on a couple of times, but, but man, I, it's, I've just never really been on the Weber, you know, uh, kick, but I mean, it, it don't take long. You just make it happen. So, uh, um, yeah. there's drums everywhere. And if not, we can build one in about 45 minutes with a charcoal chimney and a, a grate and a few screws and we can make something work. So, Hey, I've been known at bike week to go to the local, um, uh, the local grocery store to buy a bunch of meat to grill up during the week and went shit the grill at the house don't work <laughs> and i've been might have been known to just lift the entire shopping cart into the back of the truck and just turn that some bitch on its side that's right mm. that's right been there done that my, my first <laughs> drum was uh, cost me 35 dollars, and i found a old water barrel with a removable lid my gosh, I was, uh, I think I was hauling, I, I was I was working oil fields back then, but I, I, I found it. I took it to my brother-in-law, said, hey, can you burn this with those motors you're doing? He, was, he burned the wax coatings off of it, you know, and and so we tossed it in there. We burned it up. I cleaned it up, and, and I, I just spray painted it, you know, no lining on the inside, just an old water barrel, had a two-inch bung in the bottom, and uh, put a Weber charcoal chimney, filled it to the top of the handle, I just took the, the handle off and I just moved it up to the top, two sheet metal screws and just gave it a little hole, hooked it, pulled the plastic off of it. And I, that Weber charcoal chimney fully to the top of Weber kettle, uh, Weber briquettes, the blue bag, right, would last exactly four hours. I mean, I'm, I'm talking within five minutes of the lower above and have like one or two briquettes left and it would run 300 degrees. I made, I made close to $4,500 on chicken in the next uh seven weeks cooking on that thing and um just chicken that's all i cooked on was chicken and i made i made i was like gosh this, is really, this investment's crazy you know this is this and i started building drums i mean it was like i'd use that design and win i still have it out there the og is still sitting out there so i gotta bring him out of retirement i can but uh a weber kettle i mean i just used a weber chimney that was my fire basket for oh, about oh, a year awesome. a year and a half <laughs> i mean you did what you, I mean, it was just it, you know, just had to cook chicken on it. So, wow. Beautiful. Oh, brother Steven, what is going on, brother? Happy New Year. Um, so, Aaron, the last time we were on, um, we, we got into your product line a bit. But we didn't uh, really get into, like, the jacked Dutch. Mm -hmm. I believe you... Uh, currently in possession um yes, how's all that rolling is it is it taking good 
you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing numbers for you good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we uh, I, I mean, so a lot of guys have known about the Jack. It used to be FOSF8, and it was just a playoff of, like, uh, Fast and Furious, right? So I couldn't come up with a name. I was like, it's phosphate, so I'll just do it FOS-F8, you know, and play it off. Um, and I had it in my barbecue classes, you know, and I would take some with me. I'd make sure I got a couple of cases, and I would just hand out the bottles and let the guys in the class know what I'm using. This is what I'm using. This is what they've got. Um, I think in 17 or 18, uh, late, probably late 17, early 18, I had probably five cases of one-pound bags, and me and the guys that were cooking with me on the team Old Dust, and we were just using it. I said, hey, let's just, let's just use this. Let's just figure it out. Let's just see what it does and doesn't do. Because at the time, there was probably four or five other brands. Um, and, and that, but it, it just wasn't uh, – there were some things that I wanted to see that kind of happened, but you can find different types of phosphates, and you can find different ingredients, you know. And, and um, so we played with it for a while, but – um i've been running i've been running my jacked um since probably late 17 um and and it's man i've just it's just it's never really failed me and and it's got its purposes to it you know there's some things you can do that that you know kind of sets outside the box a little bit um you know we were talking earlier you know i mean you can uh, people you know people are nervous about phosphates um because they don't exactly know the rules yeah. Like an injection. You can mix an injection on a Monday and inject it on a Friday, right, for a competition. Um, some guys will mix them, and if they have it left over, didn't compete, and then it sat in the fridge for two weeks, they'll still use it. I've done that. I mean, I've and I've done well with it. You know, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying mix them on a Saturday or a Sunday and two weeks later, you know, go to a competition and use it. That, that's only if you feel like you can get away with it or you feel comfortable with it, you know, kind of stretching yourself outside the limits a little bit. Um, but phosphates are one of those one of those ingredients that um, is becoming more well known, and and I think a lot of guys are not as nervous about it because they're hearing more and more people use it. Um, and it's a tenderness game, really. You know, it's just a, it's a tenderizer, and and uh, if you really get down to what it, the effects of what it does, and um, it, it, it you know you can you can use a little bit, and you can use a lot. You know, it just depends on the protein you're using and how far do you want to take it before you make it so mushy. You know, you don't need, you don't need teeth to eat that beef. So, um, I mean, you know, how do you want to get it? You know, you want to if you if you take it too too far, a KCBS judge is going to kick you out. You know, they're, they're just going to say oh, this is way too tender. You know, and I'm just it's going to be so. You have to really know your your values on it. Uh, but my Jack is is one of those deals. You can mix it. You can set a a bottle you can put your liquid in there and you can just start dumping injections and phosphates and this and that and all the all the things you do shake it all up and inject it you know it's not going to turn hard it's not going to clump it's not going to separate it's not going to do a lot of things and so um you know a lot of guys are as they get more and more and more and the messages come in and say hey man i've been doing this and am i doing this right yeah you're doing it right you know i didn't really tell a difference okay add a little bit more you know i mean you'll know when you've added enough uh, but I did do a comparison survey one time. I put five phosphates, uh, about uh, 19. I put five of them on the table. Uh, we, we did um, four ounces of water and two tablespoons of each one, and we drank it. I, I want to see what it tastes like. You know, I need to know because if you, if you put so much in there, that flavor will come out in your injection. It will come out in your meat, right? So if you don't know what it's going to taste like, so every one, every cup was a small amount of liquid and a small amount of phosphate, and you could taste each, each individual phosphate. Um, and so that way, if, if somebody forgets 
oh man, I, I may have already I may have already put two tablespoons of phosphate in my injection. Did I put it in there? Or did I not? Oh crap! So they put two more in there, and they taste this weird alkalinity kind of um, kind of metallic flavor, or they have what everybody's tongue is different, but. Um, you know, you need to know what that's going to taste like so you can pinpoint that out. So you can say, oh, shit, I shouldn't I shouldn't have put so much in there or I should or I, maybe I did. I didn't write that down or whatever or back it off. So you need to know what your meats are going to taste like because I taste every injection. Every time I make an injection, I taste it. You know, I want to make sure that injection tastes like it's supposed to taste. And if you have an aftertaste in there, well, what is that aftertaste? Well, did I put something else in there? Did I not put something in there? Did I put too much or something? Did I, you know, and so you always ask yourself these questions, especially someone who's on a consistent roll every weekend. You want to make sure your stuff is on is on a kick. So I we tasted it. I had five guys come in the trailer. I knew what cup was what. They did not know what cup was what. And so we shook them up, got a spoon, and we tasted it. You could taste the phosphates in the water until you got to mine. And it wasn't a flavor. It was like drinking water. And so knowing that, it was like, okay, maybe I'm maybe we're, we are onto something. So you can go more. And I, I kept increasing that four ounces of water. I just kept increasing the phosphates till I found a number of tablespoons that I could taste the chemical that I just put in there. And now that I knew that was mine, I just kind of, you know, use that on a bigger scale. And that's, that's kind of how I got to where I started using a certain amount of and it's in my videos and um in my classes or whatever so it's, it's kind of that so uh yeah i mean you can you know and i'll run my i'll make if if i'm doing a pork say i'm doing a say i'm doing ribs and we're doing a four meat contest this weekend and i only use you know half the injection then i will save that injection from this Friday, you know from this weekend i will use it next weekend i'm not okay. afraid of it i'll shake it up let it room up temperature i'll inject it and i'll go on and, and i'm i had it, it, it never let me down so I'm not afraid to go a week, week or two, you know, with that same injection mixed up, you know, with the phosphates in there. Oh, cool. Uh, so, so, so that that's that's interesting. So, there's really not a suggested amount. It's more of your, if like you yes. said, taste it and see how yeah. far you're willing to go. And a lot of a lot of practice cooking comes in involved too with that you know yeah i don't practice cook but every every weekend i may go a little heavy i may back it off uh, it's going to play on those four factors right where you're at uh what kind of contest are you cooking um i've never cooked a kcbs backyard so i don't know i'm sure that the judging criteria is the same uh, i don't know what kind of judges the kcbs if they are certified kcbs or they're more of uh, just got a training class i don't i don't know how the backyard versus the comp, the professional side works for kcbs um but it, it, it's all going to depend on of course obviously where you're going um and your elevation is going to play a huge part mm -hmm. um uh you know your elevation of your cook time uh and your routine versus you know are you going to what part of the state are you going to i've never cooked new hampshire so i couldn't tell you that the tenderness would be, but what, what, here's what I do. I try to make sure that I run the same thing every time, but the, the amount that I put in my, in my meats is a, is a trial and error. I found that a certain amount of this protein with a certain amount of liquid for my injection with a certain volume of ounces, right? So if I run 28 ounces of injection for one brisket in my burn ends, I know that a certain amount of phosphates carries me to a certain um, tenderness that I'm looking for. Now, if I 
if I was starting out and I and I say well, I'm gonna, I'm just going to do half of the amount that I recommend on the side of that bottle, that recommendation is what I've come across. But if if you know you may not want it quite so tender, or you may it may not fit your profile because you're using more liquid or less liquid, right? So if you're using less liquid, then say two tablespoons and uh, 14 ounces is the same as using a quarter cup and 28. So you might be in the same volume, right? So I don't, it has to fit your profile, but you have to play with it a little bit. And if you didn't feel that, you know, you got anything different, then you need to go up and you increase it a little bit. I mean, it's just like anything else, the seasonings, a little more rub, a little less rub, a little too much, if it's burning on you, you know, too much sugars. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of factors that play in that point, but that, that what I, the, the recipe on the bottle is my recipe. Um, if I'm going to use it, I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to suggest to you the same way, exactly how I'm doing it. So if you've got it, I think on the side of the bottle, it says 28 ounces of, uh, injection quarter cup. Um, and I mean, I, I'm going to, st- I'm, I'm, that's what I run. Um, and so it's just kind of my, it's just, I'm just giving you my, you know, my expertise in my matter and what I run. So you yeah. got a uh, quarter cup on the injection for 32 ounces here. Okay. And then for brine, quarter cup for 20 ounces, I believe it says. I'm old, yeah. I'm blind, and it's dark on dark. So I believe that's 20. It's yeah, a little purple on black there. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and, I, and I know 32 ounces is, is, a, is a good number because, um, you know, in Texas, you know, you can, you, can, you can back off your liquid, be a little stronger on your, on your – um, uh, your flavor profile, you know, you can add a little extra to 32 and you got that, you know, you got a little more diluted, diluted deal. So I, when I go to KCBS, I had a certain recipe. And when I went to Texas, I had a little bit stronger recipe. I mean, cause I didn't want to be it too strong. So, um, but yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty close, that's a pretty close deal for most, most aspects. It's a great starting point. Very, very good starting yeah. point. You yeah. just tweak your recipe versus that right there. You know, um, I just don't put too much, you know, that, and that's on brisket. Um, you know, but I'm not, obviously I'm going to put that in a chicken. I'm not going to put 32 ounces of, of injection in a chicken, you know? So, um, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to back off that because I'll tell you what, you put, you put too much phosphate in, inside of a chicken, whether it's thighs, legs, um, or a half, you know, not only will you blow the skins pretty quick, uh, but you can also make it mushy. And then yeah. when they go to sink their teeth into a leg or a thigh and it gets real soft, real mushy, even though it was bite through skin, is that judge going to say, well, that meat was pretty it's pretty mushy, you know, so you have to really play with that piece of meat. But this, that recipe there, that's, that's a good recipe for everybody at the backyard at the house uh, because most guys are cooking a full-size packer and they want to inject it, you know, so it's a bigger piece of meat. We took a 22, 25-pound brisket down to eight or nine, nine pounds, right? Exactly. So if they're, if they're cooking an 18-pound brisket, they're going to cook probably the whole 18-pound brisket. So that 32 ounces would probably be more of what you would want to use in the house just to fill up that whole big brisket. So – uh, it's a starting point for a lot of guys at the house and that wants to try something new at the same time your comp guys are gonna they're gonna decrease and increase as they need to to fit their profile. Very cool, very cool. You know, now look look looking at, at the uh at the website, you got the pickles now. Yeah, we've had the pickles out about a year and a half. Um and uh man, those those move good. Um you know, most guys will eat the whole jar just sitting there, and uh, they're, they're going to say, "Man, the pickles are so good. We just we just ate the whole jar. We never even got up out of our chair." Well, you got a bigger jar. Well, a bigger jar costs more money, you know. Yeah. Um, and you're you're trying to find a jar size that relates to 
<clears throat> your retail side, your grocery stores, you know, and if I put a big old jar out there, I mean, it's, you'll sit there with sticky hands and you'll be dicking all day long and, you know, getting them out there. But the pickles have been out. Um, I'm, I'm going to say at least a year and a half. Uh, I know a year solid, but I think it was probably middle of 22, late 22, we put them out there. Um, and then uh, the jacked, and then of course the triple X with the fought with the, uh, the MSG has been it's been one of the newer newer programs that we've come out with um you know it's it's everything else has been pretty well established for at least over a year and a half so it's uh, uh just a few small things that we were using that you know we just want to go ahead and get it out there and get make it available for everybody instead of having to come to me directly for for a back you know kind of a, a backyard handoff yeah it was <laughs> but I, I saw i saw i saw the pickles and i'm like oh i'm definitely gonna do it because we 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 Aaron, we are in the presence of a true pickle connoisseur. Oh, we have a pickle aficionado here, huh? Yes, we do. D Dutch. Oh. No, Aaron, Aaron, I will tell you the story um, uh, backstage. Um, it's not something that's really suitable for air. <laughs> Um, I'll just say it has to do with a very large chain restaurant and why I don't eat pickles. Okay. <laughs> oh, All right. shit. So that, that like was good You know, we, we, uh, that, that, that pickle, that pickle, just to touch base on it real quick, we've been running, that's a family recipe about 40 plus years. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's got a, it's got a good kind of, I'm, I love sweet pickles. But mm. this has that, it's not a bread and butter pickle. It's got a little sweet kick at the very beginning, and then it follows up with a nice tasty deal at the end. So oh, I made, wow. we made the pickle. The pickle recipe was just for the kids in the summertime and eating them at the house, walk around with a couple of them, you know, and the grandkids, everybody be going. And everybody always ate them at the house. Um, but then I tweaked it a little bit because I made it for barbecue sandwiches. It was just for a good brisket sandwich. I didn't, I don't, I'm not much on a dill pickle slice. And when you put a dill pickle slice and some onions on that sandwich, it, it, it has a in the sweet barbecue sauce going on there. You know, you got a great brisket sandwich. Um, I just took that up a step and by, by us putting them on there in my food trailer back in 17, 18, um, it just kind of spawned in as they said, hey, you know, I mean, what are these what are these pickles on here? These are these are fantastic. I said, I don't know, they're just pickles. That was that's all that that was my only answer I ever had. Well, they're just they're just pickles. I don't I mean, you know, it's just a family recipe, they're just pickles. And then somebody said, are you ever going to put you, can you sell me some? And so we were just selling them in quarts. Uh, we make um, 25, uh, we make five, five gallon buckets, uh, no, six, five gallon buckets of uh, pickles here a week at the restaurant. And so we, the, the pickles we have, we have a tender, we have a standard, you know, deal slice, but we also have our house made pickles. And then when I put them in the jar, because people were buying by the court, we would just sell them by the jar. So that's kind of where it went to. And it's just, but that's how the name came to, you know, it's like, hey man, what are these, what are these pickles? I go, oh, they're just pickles. And then that's, it just stuck. And then I'm like, oh, they're just pickles. And that's why I just named it Just Pickles because there wasn't nothing fancy. It was just a family recipe that we just put in the door. So oh, um, kind of fun. Nice. See, see Dutch, 10,000 people can't be wrong. Yeah, yeah they can be. <laughs> uh, Chris Bain, see, oil does pickles are outstanding. I, I, oh, you know what? And if I was with Aaron the whole step through processing and I got to seal that jar, this is going to come out wrong, but I'd eat Aaron's pickle. Um, 
I got to figure out how to clip that. That's going to be <laughs> yeah. viral. Yeah. Red oh yeah, that's tomorrow. gonna. Yeah, that, I told you it's gonna come out right. But uh, yeah, the, so, you, no, so you I, want my pickle in your mouth? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, not really, Aaron. But thanks for <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's I'm wrong, Aaron. Uh, I'm playing around. I'm well, we're going here. with it anyway. Oh shit! Uh, Big Rome is asking Aaron, uh, which seasoning is uh, would you say is your best seller? Oh, the old dust, hundred percent, hands down. The, uh, the old dust has been the original. The OG has been he's been that that rub has been with me from day one and uh, since two thousand twelve. And and um, you know we didn't put it in a bottle till fifteen and start selling it late. You know, like October fifteen, but. Um, the old dust itself, I sell probably, I'd probably say eight or 10 to one on the old dust. It's just good all purpose rub. It fits everything. You know, it's got, it's got where it's at. And, um, I mean, that, that, that's been, that's been our, our best seller, you know, to date, hands down. It's just hard to beat it. Nice. Nice. Is, is it me or is, is the chat had just gone haywire here for a second? I had to like a, a little yeah. bit. Um, okay. Laura joined, and I don't know. I mean, in. this number here on my screen, I got like a, there's like almost 200 people trying to say something in there. So, or 200 comments. I mean, I, I can't go click on it, you know, without <laughs> my finger going like this all over the screen. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there we go. We got James Page. We got actually, actually James is joining us uh, next week. Talk about a little little barbecue, little drum action in building and everything. So that's going to be exciting. Um, so Aaron, Houston, next month. Yes. You there? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to set you up now. Uh, I'm planning on being on the grounds pretty much all day on Thursday from morning through um, running around, seeing all the boys doing a quick little shots, quick little 10, 15 minute shots, some videos of uh, like your setup and all in, in all that. Um, Cause the one thing I noticed this year was the barbecue side of the Houston rodeo doesn't get any coverage it's one of the biggest parts of it you know with everybody that comes for it and the you know the fonda parties but the coverage is very minimal you know the only coverage the news showed was the actual party aspect of it and not the barbecue so i had a well, with my small brain, it had to be a big ass fucking light go off going, hey, hey, dummy, you got to capitalize on this one. So I'm going to be going around, um, you know, setting up some times with the boys, um, you know, to, to get you guys the, the recognition y'all deserve for what you guys do down there that weekend is mind-blowing you know so are you in a the oil dust tent or are you with another team yeah uh, another another tent another tent okay yeah yeah so no you know and, and what's um so you know when we when i reserved the san antonio rodeo 
um, Bill Purvis, you know, won San Antonio, then he wins Austin. So there was a there was a shot that that you know uh, I might get one somebody whoever reserved one of those two contests was going to get to go to Champions Row for Houston as as in honor of that. But since Bill won San Antonio first, then you know um, the Austin one. I think uh, I think Eddie gets to go back to uh, uh, to Houston. So you know it, it was a, it was kind of a fun a fun idea to know that there was a shot there that you know um, you might get to be on Champions Row and. Um, so yeah, but, uh, no, we, we'll be cooking for a tent, uh, uh, the same tent I was at last year, smoking strokers. I'll be up there. Um, and we'll do that. And I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of cool, you know, because I'm my first time to ever get to go and, and, uh, didn't know what to expect. I didn't know about the parade. I didn't really know how they did all that, you know, the, the celebration, but what was really neat was behind the stage when you're waiting to go up on the stage, they bring everybody up there and all the cooks that got a call. You know, we're all back there behind the tent, behind the stage itself. So everyone's back there congratulating and shaking hands and talking. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of good deal. There's a lot of ton of ton of cooks, but it is a party scene. You know, it's a it's a it's a huge party scene. Um, and if if you know if you're if you're really into that thing to where you're partying and you're going from tent to tent or you're you're seeing everybody, it's your it's your it's right up your alley. But uh, when you when you sit down to it, you still have to keep focusing. You're at one of the largest contests in the state um and uh you know and and even though it's 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 a houston rodeo sanctioned event it's not an actual not like one that that gets you some of the notorieties that you're looking for it's a huge deal to win that thing so um you know to to be in that particular moment you know just it's just an awesome time anyways it's just it's a great feeling beautiful dutch well with you know you're saying it's not a you know, it's not a CBA, it's not an IBCA KCBS event, but you know, like you say, winning that, the notoriety that comes with that, you know, the the auto invite to the Royal, the Jack, um, San Antonio, Austin, you yeah, know, that is uh, that is pretty huge in itself, you know. No, it's you, huge. You pull off, you know, like um, the Go Texan team from last year that won Houston. Heard their names called and butchered by the announcer at the Royal. For a couple yeah. of they were sitting that, right next to me, you know, when we got that, that Brisbane was call. Was like, I was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. You know, he's like, God dang. I'm, you know, it just, it was like, but it was, it was at the same time, it was kind of like a, it was fun to be up there and they were right there next to us and we were talking about it, you know, products and, and what they were doing and, and you know, from from Houston to the Royal, and to get those calls, it's and I and I say sanctioned. I mean, you got to you got to remember, the, everybody, all the sanctioned bodies has a certain way of doing things. And Houston right. is not. Houston is different. So you know, from the tagging of the meat to what you know, you have to think outside the box a little bit. But it takes time. You have to go to Houston a few times or really have some good help from the background. Like, what do you tag and what do you turn in and what can you get away with and what can you put in the box and so. When you're trying to do that, um, it's a um, it, it's different because you're going after a different. The judges are different, um, and the barbecue flavor, you know, I, I think still stands out. They good barbecue travels. Um, at the same time, though, you know, at that particular event, what what flavor profile are you catering to more to try to get that that overall win? Um, and so it's, it's it is different. It's diff- definitely difficult to to know that because you only get to go once a year. There's no practice for that. 
Um, and so, but I mean, still, you know, it's, it's, a it's, it's an outstanding event to go to. And I was, I was privileged and proud to be able to attend last year. And I'm, I'm glad about this year. So. Nice. Oh, Kyle, what's up? Oh, Uncle Steve with the comment of the night so far. Yeah, as far might... as Houston goes, I might show up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Chris Main is asking Aaron, uh, can you tell us how you like to use the uh, your bullseye marinade? Yeah, so there's multiple ways to use that marinade. Um, just just remind, just remember, you know, just because something's written on a bottle doesn't mean that that's the that's what you're supposed to use it on. Uh, for instance, um, the marinade itself, you know, was when I was when we were doing ribeyes for like the jackpot steaks and that kind of thing. You know, there's a there's a certain routine I have with that and. And, um, and, and, and using it, I like to go longer, you know, I like to leave it in the fridge You know, I like to, you know, turn it every 30 minutes or an hour. I like to let it sit three to six, seven hours, depending on the kind of cut of meat you're using. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's a, it's a hell of a rub. It's a hell of a, of, of, a, of an application to put on a, on a brisket or a tri-tip, um, anything beefy related, um, you know, you can use that as a, as a, as a first, as a first layer, you know, and, or as a last layer. Uh, it's a damn good finishing dust uh, when you're going to put your brisket in the box. Um, so, I mean, it, it brings profiles and layers of flavor. Just It's not just a marinade. Uh, you can use it as a dry brine. You can use it as a liquid. You know, you can mix it up. You can use a finishing dust. You can use it as a, as a, as a layer of seasoning on a, on a piece of meat. Um, but, you know, I mean, but my, my main thing is to use that, um, is to use that with the, um, in, in 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 the beef broth and to make myself or water and make myself a a, a marinade for tri-tips and steaks um any, any you know any fajita meat any of your cut of beef you want to add that little extra beefiness to at the same time and give it that good savory flavor so um we're working on a little bit you know it, it, humidity this year you know this last year year and a half the humidity has been real bad for us out here especially and um they, you know so some places it gets hard and some places it doesn't so i'm trying to work on getting some stuff in there to to kind of ease up with that a little bit, or I'm have to go back to a bag, you know, and put it in a bag. But uh, the marinade itself, you know, it's just, it's, it's got multiple uses and it's versatile. Uh, you just gotta, you know, it just depends on what you want to do, but I like to let it sit three to six hours minimum uh, in the fridge and just let it soak all that up. And and, and, it, and it's gonna tenderize a little bit. It's not gonna be like, um, you know, a, a huge tenderizer where it's gonna fall apart in 30 minutes, mm -hmm. uh, but it's definitely gonna get inside those creases and those crevices where all that fat content is, and it's gonna help break some things down. And uh, three to six hours is my normal number. If I have a jackpot steak um, and turn ins at seven, I can get there by two o'clock. That the steaks are going in the marinade as soon as I can get my trader opened up enough to make that marinade up and get it set. If I haven't already made it, so um, you know, I, I just like the longer you let it sit, the better it is. Well, there you go, there you go, Josh Skinner Farms. What's up, brother CJ? Uh, James Page, uh, are you still working on a new chicken marinade and injection? Yeah, we uh, matter of fact, we're in the we're in the finishing process on the uh, the bag work um, and, and the um, you know the packaging on it. Uh, but the rooster juice will be coming out pretty soon. We've been using. I made the rooster juice back in nineteen. Um, we played with it for a while, then I backed off, and then twenty COVID hit, and we just kind of uh, you know you had to get your taste buds back after you know not being able to taste salts and everything else. So. Uh, but we, I think probably four of us were running, four or five of us ran it for a while, and then we kind of backed off, and then COVID kicked in, and I, I kind of went back to using it, and then I was like, well, 
you know, so I played with it and then I backed off and it's like, I played with it. So I've been since 19, probably summer of 19, I've been, I've been making this one injection, uh, marinade, uh, brine, you know, we've been making that, that, that product. Um, and so I've been running that, I've been running that rooster juice now for the last seven, seven months, uh, pretty much almost every weekend, uh, trying it different, you know, different ways, trying different stuff to make sure, is it better with a brine? Is it better as an injection? But we use the, we actually use it here in the restaurant for turkey and uh, for our chicken breast. When we grill our chicken breast on the flame griller, <clears throat> the charbroiler, uh, we dry brine our chicken breast with that rooster juice. And that's the only seasoning we put on that chicken breast when it goes um, on, the, on the grill. And then it goes into your sandwich or your chicken plate, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're ordering for. So we've been using it here solid in the restaurant environment for, for quite a while. Um, but, uh, I would say probably I wanted to have it out before new, uh, before Thanksgiving and that just didn't, the timelines just didn't work. So, um, I'm going to say probably the next couple of months, we ought to, we ought to have some releases of it coming out. Very good. Very good. Oh man. Awesome. It's great. What else you got Dutch? Anything good? Well, somebody said awesome. So, you know, the rules. Oh shit. I'm just glad you do this at night when I'm off work now because the boss frowned on me drinking at work every time you said awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so Aaron, child. you can do this all night. <laughs> Aaron, I got a I got a question for you. If you could pick out one first place meat category win, which oh. one is it? Oh, I think I know the answer. It's going to be San Antonio Rodeo Brisket. I right think there. I saw a tear. You know, it might have been dust that Bill was kicking up. <laughs> yeah, that, uh I would say that the, if you're talking about out of all the first place wins that I've ever gotten, it would it would be San Antonio Stock Show Rodeo. It'd be that it'd be that first place brisket out of 288 teams. That, that that's that's going to be my number one. As of right now, it's my number one, uh, my number one all-time high as far as winning that. And what's your biggest GC? Uh, in, in terms of what do you mean, like, um, like biggest. the biggest feeling or the biggest teams or the biggest? I mean, like just the overall biggest one. The one that stands out, like that first place brisket at San Antonio. What's the one that stands out the most to you? Means the most. Uh, probably going to be, uh, my first man. There's a couple of them in there that, you know, like my first hat trick, you know, it was 27 teams. And, um, you know, I, I first, I hit, you know, hit my first hat trick at that contest. And that was, that was a pretty big moment, but, um, I would say probably my, my best, my biggest GC to date that was the most memorable. Um, and I'm probably going to kick myself in the rear later on. Cause I'd be like, Oh man, I should have said this one, but uh, my first one back in 16 was a state championship. It was uh, 78 teams. And I got a deck. I got the declaration from the government. You know, not the government. God dang. The state, you know, the, the state declaration that they give you with the seal on it that we get here in Texas or, or most contests uh, for the state championship. You know, that's framed. It's on my wall. And, um, you know, so that was my first state championship to win, you know, with that many teams, you know, 78 teams. And I was, I was, I mean, I went on a pretty good run after that for a while. And, um, so that was probably my biggest moment because it was, it was very shockingly, um, it just kind of, it happened and I wasn't expecting it to happen. Right. I just, it just kind of fell in place. And, 
so that's probably one of my biggest ones back in the, my probably actually my not my first GC but my first state championship GC. So uh, that was here in the uh, cancer cookoff that we had cooking for Patsy, um, and she passed away on us with breast cancer. But that um, that was probably the uh, probably one of the biggest moments for me as as a young cook starting out in my first my first actual year to to be competing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at Johnny here because uh, I actually I can't hit the curve. I know that's that's why I'm throwing it at you. Uh, dream team from the the cooks you know, the guys you know. You have to pick your box runner in KCBS. You got to pick who's going to make your boxes, your garnish. Your chicken cook, rib cook, pork cook, brisket cook. Top six. One of each. Who's it going to be? Me? Nah, I'm asking Aaron. I'm just Oh, you, you said it was. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sitting here going, like, whoa, you're spinning my own. Who's going to put together a dream team, Aaron? Who's going to cook Oh, your man. You know. Ribs, uh, your pork, your brisket. And who's going to make your garnish boxes for KCBS? Oh gosh, uh, <clears throat> you know you've got you got so many talented guys that, that have done so much, right? Um, and you got you got you got your you got your friends, you got your road dogs that they, that travel with you and they they do the things, you know. So, I mean, anytime that I get to cook with my buddies here out of West Texas, you know, Chuck Long and Paul Whitaker and Tommy Smith, and um, anytime I get to cook with these guys on a on a basis is is outstanding to me we always have great success on something right i mean there's always that 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 moment but if you if you were going to we're gonna we're gonna pick an event like if you were really going structurally to to really just like let's just say we're going to the jack okay, okay. i mean because I, I mean play, you, i was gonna say uvaldi but jack works oh okay no we can go to uvaldi hell i mean doesn't i mean you're, you're 160 plus teams there too so i mean really it, it I think at the end of the day, you know, I mean, my, my friends that um, that I cook with on a on a regular basis, uh, I would I would always want to have them in my corner. Period. I, every time we go to World Food, uh, we go to the Royal, we go to the Jack, we go somewhere. I always invite the same the, the same guys because those are my friends. They're, I'm comfortable. We know the routines, um, and and you know. I think I think when you get that far into it, you just want to have your friends there to enjoy that moment. Um, is it is it more about you know who you, who's going to cook chicken ribs, brisket, pork, you know, and do your box and all that stuff? I mean, I, I think when you have a group of friends that, that does that on a regular basis, I think you know you, you kind of more or less just just go with it and go with the flow. So um my my friends out of west texas that i'm comfortable with and and, and that know the routine you know that i'm i'm gonna say those guys you know tommy and chuck and, and paul whitaker uh those are my road dogs out here and i would i would want to have those guys with me all the time zach williams up in lubbock you know gary um and you know those guys that we went to the jack two years ago with i mean those guys are good people and they're they're great to be around um but if you know if you were to sit there and, and honestly say okay Let's put a team and, and let's 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 kick the friendships out of the way, right? Let's 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 leave that out of the way. And you said I want you to put together a four-man team, the box runner and the garnish deal. Who would you gonna pick? 
Well, I, I think I think at the end of the day, I would probably have to. I would I would if 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 it was for a big deal, right? If it was for like what we call it here when we when we're going to do something that's like this is for all the world in China, you know, like we're gonna we're gonna make that one trophy, right? Um, you know, I I would I would say that if you said Aaron, who are you gonna take? I would I would call Bill Purvis up. I would call Phil. Uh, I'd probably call Fred, and I'd say, hey, look, guys, let, what do you think? Think we can go four of us go out there pick you know we'll just drive a hat pick a protein and and do it and I, I would hope that one day something like that could ever happen just because you know we, we cook together and we know each other but they're, they're solid competitors you know and everybody's good at what they do um and i think if you were if you were putting it in that aspect you know i would love to see the, the texas guys you know get together one time and, and cook one event um that um and, and put that out there you know and and and, and try to make something like that run as far as who runs the box, you know, I mean, that's just, I need someone with too good, too good, a right and a left foot, not a, not two left feet. So I'll let well, somebody leaves, else think on that. That leaves Zach Williams out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't watch him run because he leaves his flip flops or whatever he calls them Crocs or whatever he's wearing. He'll leave them in the back and run through the mesquite bushes, you know, that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and no, I mean, I really, I mean, honestly, there's, there's so many good people that do, that do a very good job and they're very consistent. Um, but if you said dream team wise, you know, my buddies are always going to be the people that I take with me and I asked to go with me. But if, if, if on that aspect, you know, I would, I would really, I would, I'd, I'd ask, I'd ask Purvis and I'd ask Phil and I'd ask Fred Robles and I'd say, man, let's, let's go see if we can't bang this out. And, and and let the chips fall they fall you know if they're not interested and that's okay but uh, uh i think it'd be fun to do that one day at a, at a big event well you got you got bill phil uh fred and you i'd say that's pretty solid core lineup right there i i might end up being the box runner you know there might be somebody else better that wants to slide in and cook one of the proteins i mean uh you couldn't ask for a better I, i'd be I, this is my opinion Texas has a very diversity, a very diversified field of cooks. Oh yeah. Because not only can we cook Texas barbecue, but we can go just about anywhere in the United States, out of state, and go cook over there and be just as competitive, right? Because we've learned how to go under, we've learned how to go over, and we learned, you know, the flavor we have to adapt those profiles. Where a lot of guys up north, you know, or, or east, they can't come down here and cook as good because they don't they don't have that that experience where they got to go last, you know, go more tender, less tender, something like that. So I think with that, with that good group, you know, I think with the, with the, the guys you got there, I think it'd be a, it'd be a hell of a time and um, it'd be, it'd be one for a video for sure. Well, like, like you were saying with, you know, um, I remember to this past Royal um, and the one a couple of years ago when I was down there and saw Bill on the stage with a 180 chicken the first day. Um, saw, uh, John Barton on the stage this year with third place pork, all the Texas boys getting calls in, uh, in, in brisket this past year. I mean, Texas was very well represented at the Royal. So saying, you know, in, you guys have different elevations, different areas in Texas to where I can see how your guys' food travels quite well. It, it, if you can just figure out those small points that not many people are used to figuring out, then uh, I think you'll, I think you'll, 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 you'll be able to do good, you know, and, and, and be competitive just about anywhere you go. Uh, but you have to have that experience of, you know, when, you know, of knowing how to overcome, you know, some small things and, 
and uh, you know where to put it at. I mean, it's just um, uh, I think I think it just takes a few years of, of cooking, and it takes you know just multiple times of doing it over and over again. That you know, routine wise, you just kind of you get it banged out. So, mm-hmm. where are you going to KC? You you over in Alamosa, Colorado, or uh, you go out to the East Coast or West Coast? You know, if you just know your routine and how to compensate for uh, where you're cooking at, I think uh, the flavors will still do good. Um, you just gotta you know do your homework a little bit and just shoot for the best. There you go. There you go. Jonathan Botton, old JB from Botton Barbecue, had great question here. Is there a specific competition that you have never had success at? So it's like uh, like Rob Arosha forever was saying for like 11 years he could not get a call at the Danny Deets. Right. And right. he said he finally got the monkey off his back this year with a rib <coughs> call. You know, I would, I honestly would say that out of all the cookoffs that I've gone to repetitiously over the last six years, uh, since 16 or so, and out of all those cookoffs that I've been to, um, continue, I mean, like, like consistent every year gone to it, right? Um, Uvalde is one cookoff that I've been to five times. And I didn't get any meat calls until last year. I got a 12th chicken. Um, so I got a 10th brisket this year. So, I mean, I've gotten a call now, but I've been doing three years. I went without, without anything. I got a steak call, but it wasn't in the barbecue side, right? It was in the, it was in the steak side. So um, there hasn't been very many cook-offs that I have goose-egged where I just sat in my chair. Um, but those are like, also, I've only been there one time. But in order to in order to know what that one cook off is that you have never done good at, um, man, that would I mean I would I would honestly say until until this past year, this last two years, whatever, Uvalde would be that one that I just never got a call at. Well, no, that's wrong. It'd be San Antonio Rodeo until this year. But that's five years that I've gone and I've sat there and listened to you know thirty other people get called and never get a never get a ticket and I've been there six years so you know San Antonio up until this year was that one cook off I still love the story when uh they called like second or third and brisket and hearing you cussing back in the background is son of a bitch. and then all of a sudden first place first place brisket and look who's our g c I know it that's uh I was so mad, you know, and, and but I was, I was like, you know, screw this, man, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'll never come back, you know. And, and then, of course, they keep raising the prices up. Uh, they're going to drive more and more teams out of it. They can't afford to go. They're going to drive more and more out of it. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just, but, yeah, that, that, that moment, <clears throat> that moment in time is one that I will never forget. Um, at the same time, it's like, you know, the monkey's off my back. Uh, now when we go again, you know, here in a couple of weeks when we go back, you know, is it is it going to be a better weekend? Is it going to be the same weekend? Am I going back to that, you know, that 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 no call three meat cook off? So, um, yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, it's uh, a matter of fact is San Antonio Rodeo has somebody could probably gonna correct me here in a minute, but I, I just got the three meats plus it's got like four or six sidekicks, you know, ancillaries going on. You know, you've got the beans and you got the steak and you got the anything goes. So right there is already six. So you got like six or seven, you know, different entries, and you've gone five years, and you have never received a, a banner whatsoever. So um, and you, we do them all, you know, just because you're just trying for something, you know. So, um, but yeah, that 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 story will live. I got the beer can in my trailer. 
And then I slammed on the ground. I've got my wife was like, "What you you gonna throw this can away? The hell no! Keep that in that cabinet right there. That, that goes on the trophy wall. I just ain't got the shadow box done yet, you know. So I mean, just uh, little things like that. You kind of keep stupid things that kind of make you feel good or makes you remember something. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna say San Antonio Rodeo is is that one cook-off I never did good at, and then a Duvaldi would be that second that second one that I you know you just couldn't quite get a get out of your chair at until you know just recently. So it's been. Uh, that's probably the two that I – San Antonio would take a cake at number one. You said a name a little bit ago with uh, the guys you'd take to cook with you, and if I remember right, wasn't Chuck with you when you got oh, that yeah. place? That's what I thought. Chuck Long was with me. Uh, he was with me at World Food in November. Uh, Paul Paul couldn't make it, uh, but Chuck was there, and um, – Man, me and Chuck, you know, we were man. We had a we had a great World Food last year for twenty two. Uh, hit that first place brisket there, and then you know we had you know the ribs, and we had a perfect score rib. And I mean, it was just it was a good weekend. Uh, we just continued that that same profile that we were working on. We just continued that over to, to San Antonio. But Chuck and Chuck and Paul and Tommy, those three right there, especially. But those are, I mean, those are my, those are my good friends. You know, when you go to a cook-off and you got a solo stove and you got some whiskey and a couple beers, you're talking, you don't have to say much, but you can enjoy yourself without, with a, with a few, with a few amount of words. Um, but when they go to cook together, everybody doesn't know their pro, their, their, where they're supposed to fit in because they, everybody fits in. There's no, other, hey, what am I doing? What am I need to do here? No, one guy's like, hey, we need to go check on this. I'm going to go check on the chicken while you're checking on this. Everybody has us. Everybody just jumps up and jumps in the form because the, the process is kind of the same. So you, it's almost like the back of your hand. You know, everyone knows what each one's doing. Uh, you may have old Polly over there sleeping in the chair just because he's tired, you know, and old Chuck's over here checking the drums and Tommy's cooking the steaks. And I mean, everybody's got something going on. And so they know where their process is at. Um, but I mean, and, and Chuck has been with me on a lot of big calls and a lot of big moments. Um, and he's definitely a, he's definitely a guy that I enjoy having. He'll be at the rodeo of San Antonio road, but he'll be cooking his own team this year. So, uh, he's excited about that, you know? So I'm my, 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 my helper there that came with me to hang out and do it. You know, he won't be there. Uh, I mean, he will be, but I mean, he'll be cooking his own team, which is good. So, um, hopefully, uh, he remembered a few things we did last year and he can, because I don't. But uh, he can, and he can maybe he can have just as much success on his first time out too. So. Or hopefully he doesn't remember too much, right? I'm hoping he's old, he's older than I am, so I'm hoping his uh, his older age is uh, you know his forgetfulness and his Alzheimer's. But uh, now nah, we'll see, man. He's uh, he, he's a solid cook, and um, I think we get together, we have more fun together, and we talk about stuff that we at the same time we don't hold nothing back, and we still share. Uh, so if he forgets something, I'm telling him what that is, you know, and, and Paul, the same way, Tommy, everybody. So, you know, it's, uh, it's barbecue is the one sport that, uh, if you don't win, you're happy when you see your friends win. That's it. You know, it really is. Um, done a couple, uh, KCBSs this year and I've got to know a couple of the guys and, I heard, you know, their names called, and I was like, you know, hey, good for you, man. Happy for you, you know, because not every day is going to be your day, but, you know, that's the way it is, so. Well, you know, it's like when I was sitting there, you know, at the at the Royal on day one, you know, um, oh, gosh, dang, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get tapped in the rear for this, but uh, the team that won day one, um, 
I wish my mind, my brain was working good, but I was I cooked with those guys near those guys at the Jack back in twenty one, and so we were all hanging out. They come by the camp, we were talking, you know, and it was just it was, it was good to see them, but it was also good to see that that someone you haven't seen for in a year, you know, it's in, it's in the Jack, and then they come over, you're hanging out, you're talking, and then those guys win, and somebody else wins, and it's like you're happy for everybody gets a call because you know that they that they worked just as hard as you did to try to get that, whether you walked or you didn't walk. And then all of a sudden it's like boom, you get your name called. And it's like, oh, I'm okay, I get to I get to celebrate that with those guys, you know, and I get to be up on the main stage. And um everybody, you know, I, I think I think more than not, even you even though you you didn't you didn't have the outcome that you wanted to and your friends got the walks, uh you celebrate with them and you don't show that you're disappointed. You know, you just you show that you're happy and you go because you don't want someone to think, oh, man, he's, you know, he's mad because I got to walk and he didn't. You know, you don't want to have that. Uh, you want everybody to, to be excited. So I want to celebrate. And I, I want to cheer on those folks and support them just as much as they would me if I was to get that walk. So um, that's one thing about the rule. You know, you don't make a lot of money unless you win it. You know, you just but it's it's the recognition that you got to go up there and get that ribbon and you put those ribbons on the wall and it goes with your barrel heads and all the other stuff that you get over time and those cool trophies. So um yeah, we support our friends just as much as they would hope hopefully that they would do us. So when you're when you're referencing the royal there, do you mean the invitational or the open? Yeah, the, the invitation. The invite. Okay. Cause I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, the open, that was a mess. Yeah, that yeah. was a mess. Um that was a very tiring day. Uh, the yeah. the in the invitational was fire at the end of the day. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. Out of, that's out it. Of, up, up this way, yeah. Faded. Yeah. Faded. Yeah. Faded. And that's what I was trying to. I was, I was trying to remember the the the, the team name, and I I just <laughs> you, your brain's in a fog from all the all the crap you take and and uh, how how bad you've been feeling, and of course you know the process we have going on, but. Yeah, those guys, man, they were they were great. They were a great team to meet a couple of years ago, and we 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 had a blast in. We got to talk and hang out, you know. And then they get to win it in the invitational, and it's just like, man, it's just it's awesome to see those guys to do that and to be that to be that one team that made it. You know, it's just it's it's always good. I mean, that could be me one day, you know. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully, ever you know, it comes about, you know, where that happens if, if we get it. So that's um, it, the Royal was. Day two was kind of a messed up deal. We still had to drive back home. <clears throat> um, I had an event. I had to be at two at, at five o'clock on on Monday afternoon. So we drove as long as we could, you know, Sunday night, and then pulled over, got a nap, and then kept driving. But um, yeah, that was kind of a mess. But you know, it, it happens, and and good things come out of out of bad situations. So yeah, yeah, that was. Um, I don't know who I felt worse for in that in that situation on Sunday. Yeah. Um, whether it was David um, from Machete Boys or for Janky Leg. David, you know, I, I will say they both handled it with great class, and I know David. And because David, well, David's either even farther north than I am. He's up in, you know, by the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Yeah, that's... Uh... You know, we were sitting on the edge of the track, walked to, to walk out that exit. We were just right there on that edge. And then whenever whenever they, they, they announced it, they were walking out with their chairs, you know, and they just, I mean, they just dropped the chairs right there. Everybody just went like, holy crap, man. And, you know, it's the mad dash. So that was, a, that was a huge thing because just kind of like, you know, kind of like 
a couple of years ago with San Antonio Rodeo, you know, they didn't get to celebrate with everybody, you know, Purvis and them didn't get to celebrate like he would have instead of GC on a Tuesday, you know, right. janky, you know, he got to, you know, he got the GC on another day. And it's just, it just, it does suck because you get robbed. Um, but at the end of the day, it still happened. And, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, so unless you're in that position, you can, you can form your opinion, but unless you're one of those two people that it happened to, you, you just don't know what that, what those, those, um, what those emotions are going to be like. So, um, everybody can form an opinion, but you know, they, they handle it with class. They did a great job on, on their social media side and, and telling everybody and Jordan, he's just a, you know, he, he's an outstanding guy anyway. So, um, you know, a tough cook and, and I enjoy cooking with him whenever we get a chance to. So, uh, they, they did a great job and, and, oh, yeah, you definitely. know, I mean, just handled it. You know, I felt bad for Jordan, not, not having that moment, but what, what David did, uh, is like 10 days later or something showed up at the contest Jordan was at mm -hmm. with the trophy, handed him his KCBS open championship trophy, put the robe on him did the whole nine yards for him in front of everybody that was at that competition um, was really class act on David's part. Yeah. And that's probably one of the biggest, you know, award videos that I think probably got a ton of views. I mean, because we were sitting there just thumbing through all the stuff, right. And we're, we're looking, because we're at a contest and we're looking for the results and you know, who's going live and so forth. But then when that came on, you know, you just, you just, I mean, everybody zoned in to watching, you know, watching that little ceremonial deal they kind of put on last minute at that cook-off. So that was that was much needed. It was much appreciated. The barbecue family always kind of comes through. So um, it's good that they took the time to make that presentation for that particular moment uh, happen. Yeah, and the other, you know, the big announcement at the Jack this year um, is that both Machete Boys and Jake, Jakey Leg will be in Houston next month and at the Jack later this year that's good They're recognizing them both so i thought that was cool too yeah that was yeah. really good very very outstanding you know and and i think i think when something when something happens on that that on that level um i think when everybody kind of comes through and says you know what we don't want to we don't want to see one guy you know in the moment and then all of a sudden you know four days later gets taken away i mean you, you want it you want to involve them all and when you do that i think that just shows the commitment to the barbecue organization, no matter what state or what what alphabet you're cooking in, I think it I think it shows that no matter what happens, the people that put these things on and promote them and support them, they want to see everybody, um, they want to see everybody succeed and, and be able to enjoy on that. So, what are you laughing at there, Dad? I've never heard it put that way. No matter what alphabet you're cooking in, I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I've never heard it said that way. Oh, oh that's awesome, Aaron. Oh, oh! Awesome, man. Well, so let me guess. Awesome has become my Tomball VFW. It has. Uh, been two it, it, years. Sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Okay. If you own, if you own, if you own Shorty Shorts, old Rob show, yeah, you know, you said the Tomball VFW, you got a drink, and that's uh. That's that's the deal. I mean, that's uh, no, you know, I I I think everybody gets their own little 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 rhythm going, and and awesome seems to be your. So now you need to you need to keep you know you need to coin the phrase there, make your make your little deal known, and everybody can uh, 
can can do that can join the same festivities for your show. I got a I got a real nice picture to show Aaron here from uh, from last year. As soon as I find it, real nice picture of me and Rob. Sorry, I I, I know which one. Oh no! Is he we behind you? Yeah, we were in the back in uh, uh, half fast cooker's tent. And the man's trying to change, and these women keep walking by going to the restroom for the cooks, to the spotter pots. So I said, stand behind me. I said, I'll block you while you change. <laughs> well, while he was changing, I had a, you know, he's taking off shorts, <laughs> putting on blue jeans, so I had to snap a picture over my shoulder. Oh, so. man. I, I, I actually, you know, I need, I need to check on my boy Rob because um, – Every you know, the last three or four years, he's had a New Year's Eve, New Year's night, you know, New Year's Eve special kind of thing where he gets up there around, you know, 11 o'clock or 1030 and starts doing a whole broadcast. And he didn't do one last night. I need to, I need to check on him, make sure he's OK. I Not have good. that picture beat. Aaron, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too I... fucking bad. Too fucking bad. <laughs> Here's a picture of Dutch taking a picture of Brother Rob's crotch. Welcome. <laughs> I have the picture of the buckle. He has the picture of me taking a picture of the buckle. No, you're not taking a picture of the buckle. You're taking a picture of his crotch, you sick bastard. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't do that unless he's wearing his shorty shorts. <laughs> Get all that view up in there, huh? Oh, man, he's uh, he's a character, boy. I love old Rob. He's a character. He's, oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely is. He's definitely got a uh, face for radio. Oh yeah, and but the best the best thing is his GC he got, and instead of playing his walk up song, they fired up we we wear short shorts from the old Mayor commercials. Oh, hey, do you want to bust his chops for a quick second? Who Roaches? Yeah, might as well. Hey, what do you say, Aaron? Hey man, man, anytime I get to talk to Rob is a is a good day. Because I didn't, go check, I didn't go check my sausage, though. All right, let, well, let me just. I've already this. checked out your pickles, so go check out your sausage. All right, because obviously we gave it to him and he's yet to play it, so we're going to play it right now. Oh, shit, not this. Oh, yeah, shit. This is from last year. He asked us for an intro for the show. He's never played it. Oh, <laughs> man. So the intro okay. finally got played on this show. <laughs> so this year we're going to corner him. You're going to have to get him to do it. That way he can record one on his, on his right there when in person. That way. Uh, he gets everything he wants because I tell you, Rob's bloopers on his on his intros are more fun to watch than oh, yeah. sometimes oh, yeah. in the actual intro, right? Because it'd be like, you know, like him and Robert Smith. Oh, you said it wrong, dummy. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's just but but the, to, we we've listened to. I can't remember one night. There was four or five of them, and it was just the the whole back and forth. You know, going in between it, you know, them saying it. And so sometimes his blooper reel that he never stops taking, right? He just he just goes in and cuts what he needs. 
his blooper reel gets to be really funny. I mean, it, it's to, to see him interact with the cooks that are doing that. Uh, he has a very natural talent that uh, that kind of comes out with that. So there was um, one, his one other one other than Roberts, and I can't think of his name. It starts with an E. God dang it! I don't know. Ira Green's got a good one. Ira, you know, that, oh yeah, it was Iris. Flying G. Iris, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Ira. And then uh, I, I'm sorry, but when Kit Polk did his. I've never met Kit, but I would say Kit was half in the bag when he did his. He's probably half, he's half in the bag when he wakes up. Um, <laughs> that that guy's got a story that could fill up a twelve-hour day and never never say the same thing twice and never even get off the first week. I mean, he's he's got a story for everything, um, and he is a surfer. You know, I mean, the cowbunga, You know, the whole. I mean, he he's straight up. He can ride the waves and. Uh, he got he can talk it up, back it up. I mean, the guys, the guy has a a very uh, lively you know past that he can you know he can talk about, and and uh, he's he's something else. So, gets a gets a really good guy, and, and um, you know his 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 intro itself you know may come over one way, but he just oh yes, he just don't like you know you know he just he's always there. He's always a good time to be around. You know whether it's breakfast at nine in the morning or. Uh, it's 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 scotch at ten o'clock at night. He's he's uh, he's he's always a barrel of laughs, no matter what he does. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, awesome. Aaron, thank. <laughs> Mars gonna suck. <laughs> um, Aaron, thank you, brother, for taking the time. It was great welcome, to man. get Appreciate you back you, on, get a little deeper into everything. Um, I will catch you in Houston next month. Um, Dutch, thank you for jumping in. This was a good thank time. Thank you, sir. Uh, guys and girls, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate the support. Uh, next week, uh, James Page from Patriot Barbecue, like you said, member of uh, Texas Barbecue Chapter, be joining me talking about uh, drum building and custom drums he's got going on and uh, probably a whole lot more. But um, like I said, thank you guys for tuning in. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling.